Everybody, and welcome to a knife edge chopping, career chopping, Batista Dana Brooke bugging episode of the Brothers <laughs> of Discussion. And you are worried we weren't going to have anything to talk about. Woo! We're going to talk everything from the lexicon of Le Champion to the scariest part of the fiend. Woo! That and much, much more. Right? So much time elapses into the blink of an eye. And here we are, another week, talking wrestling. How are you? I'm doing fan... Wait. Fuggin-tastic. I had to look at how spelled that again. That was not a swear. That was F-U-G-G-I-N. Fuggin. That's right. Yep, fuggin. Uh, Mike, I'm doing great. And if everybody else wants to have a great week, you can go back, turn the clock back two weeks, and listen to our recap. <laughs> Of Survivor Series, which was our last episode, it's 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 been absolutely forever, and we feel like there's absolutely nothing to talk about. Um, but uh, head on over to bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. We need to start putting out like some kind of content in the middle of the week. Uh, we got to give somebody a reason to go to this website. Uh, but go to go to the <laughs> go to one of those URLs I just mentioned, bodpodcast.com or brothersofdiscussion.com. Make sure you're signing up on all the social media to keep track of uh, what we're talking about. We like to have fun on uh, our wrestling days, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yep. And uh, follow us along. Uh, follow along with all the updates on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and um, Spotify and Google Play. Find the brothers all of discussion. Them. There's no excuses. They're all options for you. Do it. <laughs> and then go straight to our social media profiles as at BOD Podcast on Twitter. The Brothers of Discussion on Facebook, our live wrestling discussion group on Facebook groups. Go to brothers underscore of underscore discussion for our Instagram, which is a combo profile for our Red Wing show, which just recorded, Mike, a roundtable featuring all the worst teams in the NHL. So if you want to check that one out, uh, go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.com and join the Patreon there. Uh, that's the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. That is the only way you're going to get a roundtable of all the worst teams in the NHL discussing how it got so bad and who's <laughs> going to come out on top. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, I have uh, my, my baby girl forced me out of the conversation early, but uh, if you're a Red Wings fan, you know there ain't much to talk about anyway. Nope. So, that all being Not- said. Let us uh, let, let's jump into some wrestling talk, because uh, it, it seems kind of tough to do this week's notes. So this this is going to be uh, AEW and NXT heavy, um, and I think that's that's the way we like it. Well, Matt, speaking of heavy, yeah. got some heavy news for the commentating table yeah. here in uh, WWE. Matt, they've added an MVP, Samoa Joe. Yay! Matt, is he perhaps the greatest full-time – let me hot tag it. Hot tag, is he the greatest full-time wrestler to take up a somewhat regular position behind the desk? Oh, no. What about uh, the Macho Man? Oh, what? 
I wrote that down for me. You weren't supposed to steal my notes. Oh, I didn't even see you wrote that down on your notes. Uh (laughs) Maybe Gorilla Monsoon. I mean, Bobby Heenan. Uh, Whoops. Jerry the King. (laughs) Well, I'm just popping these out of my head. (laughs) Well, wait, what was I supposed to do? Go, yeah, he's the best ever. And then you were just going (laughs) to. You know, I got another one in mind. Gorilla Monsoon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mike, where do you get these ideas from? You're just the lexicon <laughs> of professional wrestling information. Oh, um, you, you know how to use that word. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, this is fantastic. Uh, Samoa Joe, I think he, he's a straight shooter. All right. He's a straight shooter. He's not like, you know, he talks about the wins and losses when they matter. All right. Just like an AW. Um, unless we're talking about Jungle Boy, then you can jungle your way right to the top of the card. Woo! Uh, <laughs> but I, I love this pick. Um, it gives him something to do because honestly, for a little, I with Survivor Series, I kind of forgot he was employed by the WWE. <laughs> and I love Samoa Joe. I yeah. love him. Uh, you know, that's just how many people are on this this damn you know uh, uh, list of employees on the charter. Um, well, yeah, this isn't a punishment. This is this is making sure you're utilizing all your assets. Oh no, and, uh, uh, it's not a punishment at all, Joe. It's a reward, big reward. Look at, no, look at he's hurt. You sound just like Vince McMahon. Yeah, he's healing his arm. He's okay. No, they said he has a thumb injury. It's connected to his arm. (laughs) It's an an upper body injury. Let's pretend this is. Let's go back to the NHL. (laughs) I think honestly, it's. I think you're right. You know what? We're on the 10 year anniversary of uh, the death of Umaga, and you know, he's Samoan spiked a lot of people and now he's no longer with us. So I think the WWE is taking thumb injuries more serious than ever. Sure. <laughs> the thumb injury is right up there with the CTE scare. So I, I get it. Um, so put him behind the, the desk, but Matt, here's the thing I don't get. It's not just that they wanted to give Samoa Joe a job. One of the most decorated commentators in WWE history has said, this is not for me anymore. I want to wrestle. And Matt, unfortunately, I'm not talking about Vic Joseph. Matt, <laughs> Dio Madden wants to go back to NXT. Yeah, I guess. I, is this is this just another one of those examples? Like when you used to hear from Mick Foley when he would go, uh, you know, do do announcing for a show and he would just bitch about Vince McMahon being in his ear the whole time and just hating it is this is this just dio just going i had no idea it was this bad like i am getting (laughs) the fuck out of here um i think i think he'd rather at this point it it feels like he'd rather risk an early death concussion what have you you know severe bodily injury rather than having to hear Whoever's in charge in Gorilla telling him, <laughs> yes, no, fix that. Absolutely not. Shut up. <laughs> Instead of hearing those, Dio is ready to uh, to end his life at 55, as every pro wrestler does, as the average pro wrestler does. Uh, sorry, that's not funny. Um, <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think that the wrestling world was clamoring for more Dio Madden. Uh, I think he already was on NXT and he didn't get over. So now he's going to try again. 
I mean, okay, it's I working can. for Keith Lee to be on Raw for a little bit. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's, he's just watching Keith Lee going, that's it? That's all you got to do? Just get a couple that's wins it. on the main roster? I got that's that. It. That is it. Um, I, well, I you know, know, and be like chock full of charisma and uh, high flying ability, despite being the size of, you know, a tank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I don't know. This, uh, you know, good luck. I, you know, I don't think he's really. I thought he kind of came out of nowhere when he was commentating. Um, it seemed like he just suddenly showed up at a pay per view, and we we're like, yeah. who's this guy? And then. Uh, He's kind of there, not, uh, I, I don't know. I didn't really laugh at anything he said. I, you know, I, 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 I know I'm going to thoroughly enjoy Samoa Joe. I've, I've already enjoyed the, the, the short time, the cameos that he had, he's had behind the mic when he's, you know, watching maybe whoever he's feuding with in the ring. And he, you know, he's basically cutting promos for 20 minutes during a match. Um, well, you know, we're actually a year ago was, uh, when Samoa Joe called out Jeff Hardy for, for uh, oh. getting all of his chances, uh, despite <laughs> <laughs> not appreciating them. Uh, and that was when, uh, that was when I made like one of my first memes was uh, Samoa yeah. Joe's ale house where the, uh, the only place where the promos hit harder than the booze or something to that effect. It's very proud of it at the time. That was not verbatim if you're rolling your eyes. So Head on over well, to at BOD Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, speaking of that, Samoa Joe really was the prognosticator on that one, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if we want to spend too much more time on no, this no, no. story. Yeah. It's just uh, uh, good news for, for us, more you know, TV time for Uncle Joe, and then Dio. I, I don't know. He went through a table for Brock, and I guess he wants to go through some more. So more power to him. Hell of Man, a way to, got, to uh, get that uh, <laughs> to get that wrestling career started again. Yeah, just put him through a table, and then he'll disappear. We'll you'll figure get the it out itch. after that. We'll give him the itch. Watch this. Uh, speaking of having the itch, Matt. Yeah, we've got uh, got a slightly bigger news. I'd should say. I uh, should I say should I say it? Hey, listen. Man, we're we're so good at running this and pr- producing it, and anywho, yeah. Did, did anybody recognize that theme? I hope so. <laughs> that was, yeah, Mike. That was uh, Johnny Impact. No, Johnny. That was, uh, that was Johnny Mundo. Johnny Mundo. Nope. That oh, is wait, John wait Morrison. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's had uh, a much more fruitful. I don't know. Do you call it successful just because you're winning heavyweight titles at other brands? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, because uh, uh, you're you're really going to get bummed out. I was going to say, well, look at Drew McIntyre. <laughs> That's actually exactly what I was thinking. Um, having uh, traveled to a few different hot spots in, in pro wrestling, um, Morrison <laughs> returns. I am worried about what's going to happen because instead of having him come out to a surprise attack 
or just a surprise promo, his return was announced on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know why you would do that because that's that's part of the magic of wrestling is a is yeah. a, you know a big uh, surprise. And I think the the what we figured out is the reason you don't do that is if you're worried the guy's not going to get a pop, so he comes out and then you get a collective, huh? Yeah, I, I, and I think I think Morrison at least did enough. You know, had none. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, Lucha Underground and then an Impact. I I just don't. I don't know. I, I feel like he did enough to make sure that when he did come back or, you know, try again, probably be another way to put it, uh, that he that he would get a significant pop, at, le- at least enough that it would show on TV. I, I, I think this, this is just a bad sign that uh, they already don't trust that his return is going to do a lot. Like, I mean, like you're saying, but I think it means more for like, what are these, what are these first feuds going to be? Uh, something along the lines of what Rusev and Bobby Lashley are doing right now, I imagine. Um, and leading to filling out a match card right in the middle kind of feels like, you know what I'll say? Um, I, I don't think that there's necessarily a better time for him to come back. Like the yeah. way WWE is starting to push, you know, guys that are his shape that, you know, aren't, um, you know, like that classic Vince McMahon prototype, you know, like the Bobby Lashley's, the Lesnar, like these smaller guys are getting a chance. Like we just saw Survivor Series when half the competitors were, you know, six feet or shorter, um, that they all weighed about, you know, 205 pounds and an ounce, you know, so they wouldn't, you know, be allowed to be on 205 Live. Uh, but I think Morrison's in a, he's going to be in a good spot. Um there's a lot of competition for him. He's not going to have to be in a lot of those, you know, David Goliath matches. He's going to be in, um, you know, a, a lot of people, his, his, his speed. Um, the one thing is I, I don't ever remember him when he was in WWE giving, you know, just lights out uh, promo work. Um, a lot of his appeal was his athleticism. So I think what might be a little, um, what might be kind of tough for him to, um, um, get used to is that it it seems like most of the roster is as athletic as he is mm. so i don't know if he's going to get lost in the shuffle a little bit you know like when shelton benjamin came back like he wasn't our favorite but we were always like oh man look at that cool stuff he's doing but but now you know in wrestling schools these these guys are all like a plus level gymnasts so um matt do you think he'll have trouble standing out I agree with that. I mean, uh, he's not at the level of an AJ Styles where we forgive the sort of vanilla promos. So, no, I, th- I think you're hitting the nail on the head, but I, I think I might go a step for- further and-, and jump on what AJ Styles' ultimate goal is and uh, what Shelton Benjamin is doing. And uh, they're finishing out a career with the largest contract they could probably get and some pretty good opportunities afterwards to do some training and or, or coaching or however you want to put it. Yeah. Uh, this could be Morrison just putting the icing on the cake to this career. So I know I am not a huge Morrison fan. Um, I never, you know, I don't have the t-shirts. I, I don't have Morrison matches that I recall and say, you've got to go back and watch this one. So yeah, it just hasn't happened. Uh, but, uh, 
No, all I remember you know, him. I, I remember him winning tag team titles with Miz, or he he was the guy before Kofi, who do those ridiculous um, elimination saving maneuvers at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um. So it's, I think it's going to be really tough for him. Um, you know, is he going to be more right. athletic than he was back then? I I would be sh- quite shocked. I don't know the the magic of. You know, DDP yoga, if, if that's what he's doing. But um, I don't let know, me, man. If, let me ask you the hardest question. No, I wanted to ask you, but go ahead. No. Why did WWE bring him back? Well, I, I'm. this is where I was going. Was uh, this, this, is, this is to make sure that uh, he's not going to AEW. And even if that wasn't an option, you know, I... <laughs> I think I think they they are definitely showing that uh, without saying AEW on every single one of their shows, they're doing enough in their decision making to say we can, yeah, we can end this. Um, that's that's another thing I want to talk about in both the the ways that the the two shows are written and, and flexibility wise. But um, get you know getting back to John, I, I don't I don't think he's gonna mind not being you know, in the championship conversation and the universal title, the WWE championship. I mean, could you, can you imagine him fighting the fiend or Brock Lesnar at this point? Neither of those make any sense. And there's so much on the roster right now that could be done with those wrestlers. Uh, I mean, when are we going to see, like you mentioned before, when are we going to see McIntyre? get a shot when are we going to see braun Strowman finally beat brock do you have a guy that's that's in movies and tv for braun Strowman? do you want to go that extra mile and make him your face of your show before he disappears i i just think putting a title on morrison too is probably a mistake and and think about how difficult it feels right now to picture aj styles back in the title conversation and he's the best on the planet yeah <laughs> So all that wrapped together, I think, I think it was, it was a wasted opportunity to get a good pop, but even for myself, how many times have you heard me watch a big pop kind of situation and I immediately poo poo it because I'm like, well, they're going to ruin this. So Mike, maybe they're learning. And if they start off soft, they go slow we won't immediately be like, oh, they're killing this this run for Morrison. He was he should have been in the WWE conversation from the beginning. And now <laughs> you give him that big first night. No, you give him a he's just gonna be lulled right in there. Maybe he'll maybe he'll get booked like how Matt Hardy's getting booked right now when he returns. <laughs> um yeah, there's a feud. Have Matt Hardy and John Morrison go at it for a few months. There you go. You got a kickoff show for a full year. All right. Yeah, have them, have them, have them make the kickoff show a must-watch by having the same match every kickoff, and have these guys try and win, you know, win the battle before the year's up, right? Yeah, I think that would be kind of neat. That is the. I just booked that best. off the top of my head, and now the kickoff shows matter. I think that's the best way to describe this signing. Well, that's neat. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know where I would even book them. I. I. I it's well, a weird. It's the. I think that, um, like a moment ago, you were 
you know, pat me on the back, Champa style for for my point. I think your point. I'm going to give you a Champa pat on the back because is this all this is a defensive maneuver so that you know he doesn't drag people over to AEW who go ah maybe he'll be maybe he'll be somebody maybe he'll be somebody you know yeah I don't know it's uh it's not a it's not he was never I never disliked him but I was always just kind of like he has his place and I, I never saw him as like um yeah, like Jeff Hardy was not never great on the mic, but somehow he had that, you know, charisma that the people still loved him. Um, and they're, you know, kind of similar wrestlers, uh, you know, high-flying risk takers. Uh, but, I, I, you know, some people connect with the crowd and some people don't. And, you know, it's like people really like the Rock's humor and, you know, some people really liked, uh, you know, um, <laughs> I, I can't remember his first, his real, his, uh, Aaron Stevens, you know, like I, I like Sandow and apparently nobody else did. I mean, I mean, I know you did, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I mean? Like I thought he was hilarious and not the rock level charisma, but I thought he was, you know, pretty damn funny and a decent wrestler just never connected. And I, I would put Morrison more in line with that guy than, you know, somebody we need to have on the roster and, you know, winning mid card titles a la, you know, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, and I, I, you know, like Mysterio, he he still captures the imagination of the crowd, whether or not you and I think his finisher is a little contrived. Uh, he's still a hell of an entertainer. He's an incredible man to still be doing what he's doing at his age, and still get you know kids buying masks and you know selling shirts. You know that guy's a he's a money machine. And yeah, he's he's fine. Is Morrison <laughs> really at that level though? I I don't know. I, this is a this is a puzzling move. That. Like the AEW defense is re- literally the only reason I could think to do it. I feel like if Morrison went over to like AEW though, I mean, we're looking at an older version of Ty Dillinger hitting the roster. I, I don't, I don't see that pop lasting for a while. I think the way AEW's booking like Jake Hager's perfect. <laughs> don't let the mystique rub off yet because there wasn't much to begin with. Um, so Morrison comes over. You're you've got these two huge. Um, they, they're calling it now a gang war in AEW. Uh, he's definitely not gonna put up the same kind of fight or bring the same juice that like Moxley's bringing. And he's not young and up and coming. Like you've got your uh, what's the Dino, you know, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Um, like what the hell is that fact? Oh, Jurassic called? Express. Yes, thank you, Jurassic Express. Yep. Um, you know, you don't you don't have that going on. Uh, you don't have a Joey Janela kind of situation. Another young up and comer. You just got an aging dude who doesn't really fit as your main event champion. He was great. You know, the best place for him was was Impact. <laughs> that was a great destination if you want to be a world heavyweight champion of whatever brand you're at. And yeah. uh, I think, I think ring of otters is just about in the grave at this point. So um, that was another thing we, we could have touched on. Uh, I don't know if you saw Joey Mercury uh, who, who does work with ring of honors tweeting out his conversations with the big boss because he is trying to prove that the big boss has no idea what's going on. Mm. Uh, forgive me for getting, you know, misplacing names but apparently we don't have to know that name 
uh, to fire in the future uh, because your top level guys are <laughs> shitting all over his, you know, the company that gives him a paycheck. Anyway, basically Ring of Honor, uh, not a viable option for, for any pro wrestler right now. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess from there, let's, let's, let's talk about who, who those main event champions are, Mike, because you, we, we've been gone for so long, we didn't get a chance to talk about this weird Fiend championship uh, that we'll get, I guess we'll get day, we'll get day number two. All right, you know what? This wouldn't have been on our last episode anyway, but um, yeah, what do you, what do you think about this belt, Mike? I mean, I, I will point out first that you and I said the blue belt was ridiculous for the Fiend, like for him to introduce it, and we actually detailed a belt that would be like the Evil Dead book that would be made out of dried skin. And lo and behold, we got half of that. Yeah, I, almost. They almost <laughs> got it. Uh, I, I think that the... Um, the boiled flesh look is truly terrifying. Uh, yeah. Not just the ne- Necronomicon, but I mean, um, you know, like classically, a lot of ghouls and goblins would, you know, use that to protect themselves from arrows. And people like Leatherface and horror movies would make, you know, human skin masks out of faces. And it's always been terrifying. Great idea. But. I can't believe that somebody in the writer's room thought it'd be a great idea to make the emblem on this championship belt just be the fiend mask again. Like, it it just looks like, and Jim carries the mask when that garbage truck ran over the mask and then it was all flat. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was Mrs. Doubtfire when they ran over his replacement mask. Um, (laughs) So sorry to Robin Williams. Uh, that's what it looks like. Like, it looks like a regular fiend mask that, you know, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire let fall out the window. And then, you know, Bray had to cover himself in shaving cream. Uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's an F. I think it's really stupid. I don't know why anybody would want to win a belt shaped like his mask, because then you could just wear it over your own face, and then there'd be two fiends. Um, if that's where they're going creatively, my God, that's an incredible moment I would want to see. Uh, that you can, you know, like, Jim Carrey yourself into being the next Fiend. And then, you know, we'll see other wrestlers kind of go psycho and become the Fiend, their version of the Fiend. Man, that just writes itself. We need to start writing some comic books. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> well, um, I mean, like I said, I, I think they were almost there. Um, I just, I don't know. Maybe if they had just done, like, the the mouth, you know, I, it just seems that's the big white face, you know, it's it's like a, you know, it is like a big old clown. I know part of it was, um, it was based off the Joker when he, uh, the new new 52. Yeah. Uh, so I know, I know it was, it had those connections and that's why it's white, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not even like off putting or anything. Um, it's just goofy looking. I'm staring at it right now. That's why I sound so perplexed. I mean, the yellow eyes, I don't, it, all, like of, it, all when, of these colors just kind of clash and they're, it's not going to look good when he's got this hanging around his dingus when he's walking to the ring. I just, yeah, no, none of this, none of this works. So let me ask you this. Uh, it's, 
I think we both come to the conclusion it's it's not our favorite idea. Uh, how if I had to give you you know no preparation, which is I think one of our new favorite games because sometimes it does seem like these ideas are have no thought put into them. Matt, no preparation. We love the belt made out of the boiled human flesh. How would you change the emblem? This is this is a new game. You get no time to prepare. Matt, what would you do? Uh, I would uh, probably color the face a different color and maybe go with just the mouth. I think that would actually look pretty cool. Okay. How about a steel version of the mask? I don't Something like that. Something that doesn't look gonna... like a, a mushed Halloween costume. Uh, I So... My problem is that I did really like the skin look. Like, I still like it. So I think there's something to it. I think going steel, right, goes goes more of like... I, I know steel's not glam, but right then we're getting towards something where there's value to it. And the Fiend just wants you to fear him. And I think you know whatever whatever message he's sending with this with this belt was supposed to deliver that like it's supposed to be scary eerie and i, I don't know but the metal i feel like gets away from that I, I i'm probably being too nitpicky on your uh no idea, i but... i think uh no i see what you're saying um even if it's something like you know maybe ruby something you know like with blood uh Maybe even like a belt that has like um, uh, like liquid tubing running through it, so it kind of looks like it's like got open wounds and sores and stuff like that. Um, like a, maybe a bleeding championship, something like that. Um, I I don't know. I I, I just uh, whatever we just said is better than what they created because I, <laughs> I I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Um, but, you know, how much can we complain? We actually got Bray Wyatt as our champion. So, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at your note here that you could buy a replica for $6,500. Yeah, it, it seemed to be I like mean, a trend. I could, on... I, I could melt one of those masks, too. All right, Matt, moving on. Got some positive news. Uh, <laughs> sometimes there's a lot of hate in the world. Now there's a lot of love. Matt, Dana Brooke and Batista, are they bugging? <laughs> Are they fucking? Oh yeah, they are. <laughs> nice. I thought I thought you said they fucking. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> they certainly are. Um, I don't know if this is like just a publicity stunt, but man, like the way that they're talking, if this actually does happen, and I know we shouldn't really talk about this, but yeah. uh, holy shit, they they'd be just pounding the hell out of each other because they're the way they're talking about doing workouts. <laughs> oh my god. I, I just, I, I, I don't want to imagine it, and I do, and I, I don't want to take it, but I just want to see what two people of that size would look like. I don't want it to be Dana Broken Batista out of respect for them, but <laughs> Jesus, that it just looks like there's going to be so much power and strength and uh, like some deadlifting of each other, and I, I, oh, man. I want to be there. Yeah, yeah, like to it, witness. Uh, it sounds like um, um, whenever they hold the Olympics and all the strongest people in the world just fuck each other for like, you know, <laughs> three weeks. Uh, that's that what happen? I imagined this would be like. Yeah. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I thought they uh, were focused on winning. No, it's a fuck fest. Come on. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that yeah, what happens let's... at the Super Bowl? Do the two teams? Yeah, it's just a huge the hotel. Fuck the two teams just go at it. Two all-time great quarterbacks. Just you know, what is, they got to change the name of the Hampton Inn to the Humpin' Inn. Oh, there we go. Pow! Um, Pow! <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I I love this relationship, and I hope that it never gets publicized more than they would like oh yeah we don't we don't want to dissect it as much as batista sounds like he wants to dissect oh my goodness you know? <laughs> uh with that uh talking about a former royal rumble winner mike oh no let's do it let's jump into i know isn't this a great transition let's jump into our first conversation we, all right here's the here's what i'll say what do yeah. we got seven weeks until the rumble yeah Something like that. It's Maybe it's December. Eight, we can do an early pick. Matt, I don't even know why I'm asking you because everyone who listens to this show knows who you're going to pick. Matt, who do you got winning the Royal Rumble? Drew. Oh, my God. Freaking. Better be Drew Galloway. <laughs> <laughs> it's his time, Mike. Fucking Randy Orton has 96 titles. Give Drew McIntyre one. <laughs> I loved I loved him shouting that in the ring. He sounded like a baby, like you know, like <laughs> those infant arguments that you used to. You have like a thousand titles. Huh? Give me one. <laughs> I, I loved it. I mean, I know, I know you you loved uh, you loved the knife edge chop, but I, I was all about Drew McIntyre <laughs> getting all whiny and yelling at Randy for having. <laughs> it was either 93 or 96, but either way, he's he's very far off from reality. <laughs> That's what makes it so much fun. But um, they're given, I mean, Drew is now getting TV time again as we go into the Royal Rumble. It's not just, uh, what do I want to say? He's not just eating up the minutes. He's winning. And, and Mike. How about let's let's rewind the last year. Who would you say is my number one pick on two hundred five live every single time he wrestles? Mr. Tazawa. Drew Galloway. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tazawa. And I got to see those two go at it. That was my dream. My dream wrestling match. Uh, I mean, obviously, you don't actually want to book that because there's like a foot and a half difference between the two guys. But uh, yeah, that was. That was like my dream match of the last two years with my two favorite guys. Um, and, of course, you know, like a fart in the wind or like a turd in the wind, it, you know, it ended quick. And it was more about Drew starting his argument with Randy Orton. And then uh, I guess Randy kind of got attacked by the OC. And then the OC fought Rey Mysterio and his buddies. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that, that didn't connect, but <laughs> but Drew McIntyre got to walk to the back. He didn't get his butt kicked. It's a great start. And I think deal. just because Drew did not get his ass kicked in one of his segments this year, yeah, he's winning the Royal Rumble. Here's what Boom. I hope for you, Matt. Boom. I, I, every year I pick Kane. And every year I think this is Kane's big year. He's going to do it. 
I, I hope that, McIntyre, that this isn't your cane. That's what I hope. <laughs> um, I got to say, if they're not going to do it now, when? when? Like, the, the champions are The Fiend and Brock Lesnar. So they like having those two guys fight beef at WrestleMania, right? They, they want to yeah. give them some beef. Uh, they're not going to give it to Seth Rollins uh, for a long time. Um, it's not going to be The Fiend. It's I, I would fall out of my chair if it was Daniel Bryan. I got to think that they want a fresh uh, opponent come WrestleMania season. Um, that or another Roman Reigns. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't think that they're going to give it to him because I think the, they, I think they're starting to figure out that people like the Royal Rumble and maybe we shouldn't ruin them every year. Um, oh. Oh, okay. How about that? So I got to think if they're going to do a heel, there's nobody better than McIntyre. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see him gloat about it, but I, I don't think that WWE wants to take that kind of risk. And I, I think they see what kind of an asset this pick has. I think it might be Kevin Owens. He's kind of been on the back burner. He's kind of a bigger guy who would give you a fresh matchup against, you know, Brock or uh, the Fiend. Um, he'd be able to cut promos against uh, Bray Wyatt and then or against Adam Brock. Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole. Or uh, you know, if he's going up against the Beast, you know, we saw him. Whew, not in the not in the most enviable positions against Goldberg, but he still made that match interesting, even though it it, it was booked the way it had to be booked. So I had to say Kevin and McIntyre are probably the smartest choices today. Ooh, I like that. I like the little today asterisk on there. Um, right. No, I, I really like that Kevin Owens pick. And obviously there's a lot of bias behind my pick, but really? I, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the year. <laughs> it's finally McIntyre's time. He's just too damn good on the mic. He's too damn athletic. And he's too damn, uh, you know, big and ripped and strong and airy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, let me ask you this. Yeah. Who do you got winning the Women's Royal Rumble? Oh, man. I was pulling an AEW, and I hadn't given it any thought. Woo! Uh, oh, man, shade. snap! No, I, th I think it's. I think we are probably looking at, if not a win, definitely a Ronda Rousey return at the Ooh. Rumble. That's enough time to have a baby and heal a hand, right? I I think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she got pregnant. Wait. Yeah, did she get pregnant? Was she pregnant during WrestleMania? That doesn't I'm make sense. I'm proud to say I don't know. Okay. If I was wrestling at WrestleMania, I would probably get someone pregnant that night. <laughs> That's how full of it I would be. I, how do we not have that in our notes? Um, <laughs> I guess this this this. Does Naomi still like... work for this company? What happened well, to Naomi? Uh, didn't she get into some trouble on social media because uh, the brothers Oos got in trouble, and then she started talking about leaving the company, and then I think they were all asking for their release, and now there's rumors that Usos will be joining AEW soon, which I don't know how much good that's hmm. gonna do for their career, but uh, but um, yeah, I 
I, I mean, I guess I know where you're going there. I, I feel like you might be onto something only because we're going to get, hmm. maybe if it's not Ronda winning, then we're going to get the four horsewomen against the four horsewomen, maybe? I don't know. Is it time for that? Do we have to wait another year for Marina and um, Jessamine? I I would think so. They okay. they still. I mean, they weren't look, even in war games, so. Yeah, I mean that that match is screaming for a, a three to four woman faction. Uh, just never happened. So, um, I, I don't think that's the play. Uh, I I gotta think. You know, we haven't seen her win yet, and we know how much they love oh, her. Yeah, it's gonna be Charlotte. Oh. Who are you oh, gonna okay. pick? Um, Rhea Ripley. Surely not Sasha. Oh. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I like how that. Ooh, that's that's good. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the only the only obstacle for that is I I think they might want her to be the showrunner for NXT for a while. Yeah. Um. So what about like Shayna coming out and winning in her debut? Hmm. So yeah, then she loses the title to to Rhea, and it kind of does feel like it's leaning in that direction right yeah i mean that that wouldn't surprise me at all um i, I mean know, i i, I think i mean like we love Shayna, but i don't think either one of us were a huge fan of that survivor series match uh but i think rhea ripley would have killed it and i think she's ready to go and i know we're trying to be aew on wednesdays but um yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one that was ready to win the Royal Rumble, I would pick Rhea Ripley hands down over Shayna Baszler. No, if, I mean, I'm not trying to dump on you. I'm just saying you're wrong. <laughs> Thanks, I'm <Matt>. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, um, I, I think she has had the benefit of, I mean, all right, we're talking Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane. Uh, Io Shirai and um, did she fight did she fight Asuka no she didn't fight Asuka no. um, but I mean we are talking like top level talent uh, always around her uh, and, and the matches that we didn't really like and were forgettable were when she was fighting uh, the likes of Mia Yim so you know <laughs> and well, I, I think, think I've, I've, we've seen Rhea Ripley and Mia Yim and it's been fun. So yeah. I, I don't know. There, I there's. Think, go I ahead. think what we're learning is uh, uh, what one interesting thing is where we with the men, like we both big dudes who have who've been around for a while and haven't quite had a shot yet, but we haven't done that mentality for the women. It's just kind of like, you know, is it going to be Natalia? Absolutely not. That wouldn't do anything <laughs> for anybody. <laughs> uh, if Naomi came out, I, I, you know. Bring it to the ground. You know, I like her, but winning my rumble? No, thank you. I want. Isn't that weird? That mentality's like that. Like we want the we want the the fresh, up and coming rookie for the ladies, but the dudes, we just. I don't know. We've just been waiting so long for our favorites to like get that shot in the in the spotlight. You know. 
Well, I mean, we could we could make an argument for like an Ember Moon uh, easily, and I think we we're we we, oh, we kind of talked about that I happening. Ember Moon. Yeah, we talked about that happening last year. Um, and, and she's one that we very much enjoyed. Uh, you know what was going on on every match card she was involved in in NXT. I just think I think NXT uh, gives these ladies a better opportunity to show off what they've got. So whatever's going on if these matches are overproduced and we're missing like mistakes or some clumsiness maybe that was what was going on there um but i i know i know there's still i mean maybe uh maybe dana brooke gets the rub <clears throat> from batista and then she matthew climbs up the match no climbs up the card and, uh, no no i mean what about alexa bliss right hey that's a good pick. They are keeping her awfully quiet recently, and she even went to Twitter to say so. So, I mean, that could be strate- a strategic move to kind of make you forget about Alexa Bliss and, uh, you know, final final three or whatever, and there she is. And whoop. Everything's in play in Rumble season. You never know. I mean, that's, that's one to your Natalia point, I think, is to say we're outside of the four horsewomen. I, I'm fine if Bailey never wins another title. Um, I'm I'm cool with that. So, if <laughs> as long you know, she might still I guess should probably still be involved in the in the conversation at that time. But uh, I guess where I'm going is I we can jump outside of the four horsewomen. Um, and you said you wanted someone that's that's won the title before. So, yeah, Natalia just blows on the mic. So it's just. It, that's not something you want going into uh, WrestleMania. You you can do it going into Saudi Arabia, but yeah. uh, not Mania. Um, it's so unfair that every time I think about her being on the mic, I think of that one segment, and I, I already I brought it up on the show before, but where she was standing next to Alexa Bliss, and whoever the opponent opponent was, the music hit, and Alexa like had this disgusted, repulsed look on her face, and put her hands over her ears, like, "Oh my God, turn this crap off." <laughs> And then Natty, she looked at what was happening. Then she looked up at the stage. Then she looked at Alexa. And then she started, like, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. And it's just something that would never cross her mind because she's not that kind of, you know, promo artist. And that's fine. Yeah. That's totally okay. Not everybody can be as great as Alexa Bliss and Drew McIntyre. Oh, my God. I mean, wait. Man, just imagine if they were doing it. Oh, my God. Shut up! Mike, that is no, that's bad. I know. Well, I'm just Don't. saying that because for you, I I think <laughs> you'd have a hard time. Like, Matt, who would you rather be, Drew McIntyre or Alexa Bliss? Oh man, what, Mike? Come on, no, that's, Whoa. that's bad. Whoa, bro. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make watching. me pick hard things like that. Uh, I just okay. was watching the Rick and Morty uh, episode last night where Jerry said he's thought one time about having a vagina and they start calling him the vagina guy. Oh, that was one time. Everybody has that thought. <laughs> no, they don't, Jerry. <laughs> oh, Jerry, he's always right. <clears throat> anyway. Oh, there it is. Uh, Matt, here's what we're going to do. Uh, yeah. NXT and AEW, what, Wrestling Wednesdays, it's our favorite day of the week. I think what we're going to do is we're each going to pick three moments. We're going we're gonna to count up three, three, two, two, one, one of the respective show you covered. Matt, 
I'm going to let you go first here. Uh, AEW, two-hour Wednesday program, the best, the brightest, the dynamite of all elite wrestling. Matt, what was moment number three for you? Um, I'm going to say, because I wanted this to go into a deeper conversation, but um, Chris Statlander beating the number one contender to the women's title, which uh, right now, and this is the conversation I want to have, is uh, Hikaru Shida. So, I, so here's the conversation. Uh, obviously, the announced team <laughs> at AEW uh, struggles on a moment-to-moment basis to keep up with what's going on, uh, remember names in the ring, and also to update us on whatever the fuck it means that the records matter. Um, because we're going to talk about number one in a couple of minutes, and that'll come up again. Uh, but, oh, my God, what's the uh, – I can't – I'm stalling here because I can't think of uh, the guy's name in the mask who's the announcer for AEW with, oh uh, God. you know, uh, not Shivani, not JR. It's like Excalibur. Yeah, Excalibur. Or, oh, is it Excalibur? Okay. Yeah. So it, <laughs> I was sitting there going – all right, it's a resort on the Strip of Vegas. Oh, my goodness. It's not New York, New York. That <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> doofus, Excalibur, is just sitting there saying, oh, my God, Chris beat the number one contender. Does that mean she's the number one contender? What huh? the fuck? This is where last – or no, it was two weeks ago I said um, – you know, uh, it was Hikaru Shida got the big win, and I said she should shoot right up the power rankings and be number one. And then that's yeah. what they did. So then she was the number one contender. This was her next match, and she loses. Does that mean she loses the number one contender spot? Is it that dynamic? And why is it only the women's division that that would matter? Anyway, um, <laughs> I I think it would be great. And that's why this is on my list of like awesome things that happened. And it was a great match. Mike, I challenge you to go back, watch the match with it muted and enjoy it. And then watch it again. Like I did having to listen to Tony Schiavone. Just it's not even Excalibur. It was (laughs) JR calling a pin and Shivani, obviously not paying attention, after JR says, oh, that, that was a good pin right there. And then Shivani goes, yeah, that, that was a really good pin right there. What? A really good pin? Shut the fuck up! Nobody cares that you picked... Oh, my God. It was such a fucking bullshit. Like, we're not paying attention to this match. Wake the fuck up, you boneheads kind of call. What a great <laughs> pin. And uh, it, it's one thing for that to be like a throw you know throw into the fire kind of let's just make sure there's some noise as this match is going on kind of call but to have shivani back it up and say that was a great pin when we just we're watching like this chain of maneuvers off the top rope and the two of them are busting their jeans over a pin that i i know like excalibur is the weak link but these two and i've talked about it ever since the show started so i'm not talking new news here but those two have to go uh shivani and jr N- neither one of them 
is at the top of their game. They're 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 really just there for uh, you know for us to have our feels, have the old member berries getting uh, fired off there. But Mike, I just that's how I'd say you should watch that, just so you can see how much they take away from the match with them calling it. Not to mention, Mike, I also took screenshots of this match. Half the match was during an ad. So you've got this little tiny screen. And then when they came back, they were doing ads over the screen. So it's full screen again, but they're doing ads for the rest of the night and next week's show. Hmm. So this, even though I love this match, and I think it did a lot for the women's division in regards to a story, they did not give a flying fuck. <laughs> wow. The production team, the announce team, uh, the fans that, uh, you know, well, you know what? The fans actually did have a good time. Uh, just watch the fan reactions while it's on mute. But, yeah, that's my number three. Wow. That was, that was a brutal number three, Matt. I, no, that, it was great. But you have to – I can't let these guys get away with, again, a uh, couple of announcers that have been in the game forever. Worked together, what, three decades ago, too. That's how long these guys have been in the game. Four decades ago? And they can't just fake interest for five minutes. There was a commercial break for most of the match. So, <laughs> it's just, all right, go ahead. What, was, what happened in NXT, Mike? Wow. Well, uh, I, I think I can beat that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm going to say is, uh, my my, I'm gonna put it on the same level of, as you, um, where I was kind of shocked that it was happening, but not in a in a, a super positive way. <laughs> okay, I know what you're talking about. No, you don't. Uh, it was my Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai match. Oh, oh, okay. Um, like that's number three. Yeah, because it was it was weird. It was, it was, a, it was, we were watching NXT. It's a Wednesday. You know, they've, you know, the writing's just been A plus for, for months on end. And we're always just astounded at how much, you know, good material they, they get us to, to buy into with all their, with their cast of characters and, you know, guys and gals. And this, oh my God, this was the first time it felt like a WWE segment uh, because it was just, massively overbooked uh it was real ripley versus suddenly heel dakota kai and <laughs> dakota kai's in the ring she's being mean and Rhea ripley comes out everybody's going bananas and then Rhea ripley goes oh and it's a trick here and then <laughs> mia yim runs out and just starts wailing on dakota kai and the whole commentary team has to remind us that at war games uh dakota kai was not very nice to some of the girls on Rhea ripley's team so while this ambush is going on, Rhea Ripley and Mia Yim are beating up Dakota, right? Yeah. And Rhea Ripley is not helping. She's just watching as Mia Yim beats up Dakota Kai, just like looking key. And then all of a sudden, the four, the three horsewomen hit the ring. Mia Yim, Dakota Kai are gone. They're gone. So then it's just Rhea versus the three <laughs> horsewomen. And then she's fighting them. She's, oh, she's got them. They, they got the numbers, but she's Rhea Ripley. She's giving them hell. And then they turn it around because there's three of them. 
And then the four of them create a live all women segment from Mel Gibson's Braveheart. Scene. <laughs> um, uh, Shaner gets her in the in the Shaner, Shaner back. <laughs> she gets uh my beloved Rhea in a in a her her death grip headlock thing. Uh, pushes her against the ropes. Uh, Shafir and, and Jasmine are are pulling on her arms, and it looks like a torture rack. And then poor Rhea, she gets put to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was so much happening. I don't, uh, if, I think if you saw the end result, you would not know that Dakota Kai is in the, involved somehow. It was just madness. It was just madness left and right. It's my moment number three, because I I didn't know what I was looking at. I was so excited to see all these people I liked, but then I was just like, did we have a, you know, sometimes there's a guest writer, you know, uh, did Vince do a guest spot, you know, guest spot in this week's NXT? I don't know. Uh, but what I do know is the horsewomen are still employed. <laughs> yeah. The horsewomen are still employed. Rhea took a nap. Dakota Kai is a heel, and she looks incredible. She's got a great new haircut. Um, and I I want more. And ultimately, that's what wrestling's all about. Matt, moment. Oh, it was like uh, Linus. Uh, nice little holiday feel. Yeah. <clears throat> Number two. Now. Before you say it, the two of us pissed and moaned at moment number three because there's a lot, there's so much good, but so much bad. Now, I got to think moment two has a little less gray involved. There is. Moment two. I mean, there's a little less. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, you know, there's there's a lot of things I want to jump on uh, AEW for. But uh, Cody Rhodes and his passionate promos are not one of them. The only thing I, I and, uh, you know, th- this was something, too, where he, he really came out, and we talked a couple weeks ago about him delivering one of the best promos we've, we've seen, period. Um, and this was him getting ready for Jericho. But uh, now, now he's got to take out MJF, who kind of ruined his shot at Chris Jericho. Or not kind of, definitely did. And uh, he brought out the fire, Mike. That's, that's something to go back and watch. But um, another shot at WWE during his promos. This has got to stop. Uh, it's getting... It's a little too good. It's embarrassing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's too good for him to just keep calling out WWE. Um, if you want to be Sprint... Bring up Verizon and every one of your commercials. But if you want to be the number one cellular Ooh. provider, oh, you don't mention the competition. Man, I like that because it's a dig at Sprint and a dig at AEW. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. I don't um, think you can top that. Yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. But yeah, no, the promo overall, uh and and it's just it's it's too many people are giving a pass to this continued mention of the competition and now the competition is winning the battle multiple weeks in a row so probably shut up about it i i just right it'd be one thing if he came out every week and he was like we fucked him up in the ratings again whoop, whoop. <laughs> but you know, it'd kind of be like if Impact started chiming in at this point. 
<laughs> Nobody's watching us either. Um, no, and I, and I, I just, I, I just, and I, I've never stopped saying it. It is the most frustrating part of AEW. Um, they, they even had uh, Britt Baker do a spot where, I don't know if you remember that she was uh, seen at War Games after yeah. Adam Cole goes through the table. Looked like her hands were in prayer over her face. Yes. So they redid that moment yesterday and said it's Adam Cole's girlfriend. Oh. Brett Baker. I wow. You know, when when WWE did that, I thought of it as like a nice little, oh, they're not just ignoring her. She's a huge superstar. Let's not ignore the fact that there's basically a celebrity in the audience and yeah. having a hell of a reaction. For AEW just to duplicate this, to have us all go, oh, oh, I remember. Oh, they're getting back at him. Really? That's good TV. That's good TV? It sounds okay, good guess, to me. Oh, I mean, right. uh, boo, boo. <laughs> yeah, like, like it is kind of cute and playful. And I think in another world, I might be all over it. And I'd be like, yeah, you got him. But it still just feels so childish. And I'm so scared that this company's going to get ruined by all of these different childish decisions because they don't have the money to fall back on if they don't pan out. So I think what they need to do is get Renee Young at an AEW show. That's the only <laughs> way this works. She'll be there. Uh, that's my number two. All right. My, my number two, uh, Matt Riddle was in a match against Cassius Ono. And, nice. You know, last time... Uh, these two went to war. There's a lot of toe sucking. <laughs> and in the rematch, Cassie Sono did not disappoint. <laughs> he did it again. Uh, Morrow was popping. Uh, Nigel was like, oh, there goes the toes. And <laughs> it was just a great moment ahead by all. Uh, I was going to say Xia uh, Lee uh, actually getting TV time against Shayna Baszler. Just really fleshing out this women's division but Cassius Ono my god he's he's not been on NXT in months he was exiled to another continent and his first match back he's back in the toe sucking business so Cassius <laughs> welcome home we got Matt. one idea for you Cassius get we're out going, there we're going back to the well <laughs> you're a one trick pony get out there sucker all right sucker. Matt, we got one top moment of each show left. Matt, what was the top moment in All Elite Wrestling this week? And uh, I am picking a second promo. Oh, <laughs> it shows boy. what a huge wrestling Here fan we go. I am. Yep. Uh, and, and I'll, you know, let me just throw out there. I know this is cheating, but uh, the, the opening match of having the inner circle go against the Elite, that, that was a great match. And it was cute seeing uh, Dustin Rhodes dressed like a young buck with his little tassels on his yeah. boots. That was cute. Yeah. Um, but Chris Jericho introducing the lexicon of Les Champions. Uh, it was fun because at least we could give Excalibur credit for immediately calling out Jericho when the promo started and saying, I don't think he knows what lexicon means. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho's just a fan of alliteration. If you can fit any two words together that sound fun to say, he's going for it. Hey, and it uh, for me. He proved it. But uh, the one thing that I think we need to, to highlight, and I've got a video queued up here. Let's see if, uh, oh, no, maybe I don't. Uh, 
yeah, here it is. Um, so this is Chris Jericho going through his list on the uh, lexicon of Le Champion of everyone he will not be facing. And we'll get into who he is going to face, but uh, let's talk about who he's not facing just for a quick second. Darby Allen, Rick Allen, Alan Jones, Moxley, Evil Uno, Angry Dose, Hateful Trace, Moxley. Marty. Now, both, both of us were like, Marty Gennetti, got it. <laughs> uh, the last name there is definitely a nod to, uh, I mean, we just talked about Ring of Honor dying. So where, where's Marty Skrull going to go? He's going to go to his buddy's uh, new den. Uh, and, and I think if that, if that was what he was doing there, and we've always begged for like playing the long game, having nods, have things that make sense later, uh, you know, the other the other part of Jericho's list was him continuously saying Moxley, that Moxley's not going to get a shot, uh, along with all the rest of the jokes that he was throwing in there. Yeah. So definite nod to the future um, feud between Chris Jericho and John Moxley. But also a cute little nod to Marty joining the team eventually. And yeah. uh, if, if there's something that, you know, we talked, we were joking about John Morrison joining AEW and what a, I'll say it again, what a turd in the wind that would be. I mean, that's not going to get me excited. Um, and if we're all honest, like nobody's talking about Jake Hager anymore. Uh, it was not that exciting. Marty joining, that is exciting. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how much better you can get, especially bringing on the the brand of the villain and what that's going to do for AEW. I mean, th this is going to be on the level of like, I mean, you're, you're already talking bullet club uh, was, was what you're bringing on and kind of switching that to the elite of selling yeah. t-shirts. But Mike, this t-shirt sell selling company is going to be able to sell villain t-shirts too. Yeah. Go, that dollar is going through the roof. Woo. Woo. Got to get another t-shirt in there. I love it. Um, <laughs> But uh, just finishing up uh, what was going on in this promo, Mike, we've brought it up. We've hinted at it a few times. The 0-10 Jungle Boy is getting a shot at the title. Um, this is also a big segment. I wouldn't say best segment, but an interesting segment because why the fuck is Jungle Boy getting a title shot? And I think, I think what I noticed in this, you know, reading the match card before AEW started, I tweeted out, like, um, really starting to feel how small this roster is, uh, especially with the main event being a match we've already watched in uh, Janela and Moxley. So, I mean, let's not pretend we haven't seen the inner circle and the elite going at it every week either. And, uh, of course, the Young Bucks leading off the show again. Good move, in my opinion, but also... I wonder if we can trust anybody else to try and open the curtain at some point. I mean, as an experiment to try and build the roster, but um, shit, where was I going? You were on a way. Oh, right. Thing. So they're, they're, <laughs> we're still trying to build. Yeah. We're still trying to build the roster. So I think that's where this is coming from. I think Luchasaurus and Chris Jericho, like Luchasaurus is over. That guy uh, started off. His promo was great. He actually grabbed the microphone and just went, cool. and, and then he finished the promo <laughs> by going, you didn't actually think I talk like a dinosaur, do you? Like that. <laughs> that. I, I kind of did. <laughs> I mean, 
I hadn't seen the promo, so you told that story, and I just thought it would be really cool if they had a guy who just roared through his promos. But I I was a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed when he didn't just finish the promo like that. I like that. He somehow somehow knocked my intelligence without even me watching the promo. (laughs) Oh, there's a dinosaur, man. Oh, he doesn't really roar all the time. Oh, (laughs) I'm so dumb. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I, I think they really like what they have there in Luchasaurus, and I think they're they're going to do a good job of keeping him in the spot he's in right now because you can't just have the inner circle going up against the elite and then also have uh, the, oh, what is it, the T-Rex Express? What did you call it? Uh, Jurassic Express. Jurassic, God damn, I'm never going to remember that. Uh, also having the Jurassic Express going against the inner circle. So this will just be a nice one-off. A guy who's 0-10, he'll go 0-11. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, the the power of that uh, team is Luchasaurus. And I think we could also be building into something of, uh, you know, we were just talking about Marty Jannetty a second ago. <laughs> Maybe well, a good I, way uh... for him to break up that, that um, the goddamn fucking stable. I can't remember. The Jurassic Express. <laughs> Well, it's gonna, yeah. You know what? I, I like that idea a lot. Um, because what you want to do is get all the moving pieces involved. That's probably the best way to do a wrestling story is not make you know self-contained little bubbles. That was part of the whole reason they did this. Well, AW wins and lost matter. Because uh, <laughs> it was supposed to feel like these guys gave a hoot, not just about their match, but the other matches going on. Um, but I, I really like that idea not necessarily jungle boy getting a title shot at 0 and 10 but if that gets us to a point where luchasaurus intervenes you know because maybe jungle boy's on the cusp of victory and the inner circle interferes and then the Jurassic express comes out and then that gets us to you know a, a, a high profile luchasaurus match i'm all for it um matt speaking of you know getting a whole bunch of people involved that's uh moment number one for nxt this week uh, Undisputed Era was, uh, was, you know, basically trying to call out everybody, calling out the Finn Balors, calling out Keith Lees. Um, we ended up with a big three-on-three tag at the end of the night, uh, but Finn, Finn Balor crashed it, um, and it looked like he was going to kind of be impartial. He was just trying to create havoc, um, but Keith Lee put a stop to that, and uh, I just, I put it at number one because it, impacted Dijakovic. It got him in a main event. It put all the guys with gold in the main event. And then we still got a Keith Lee versus Finn Balor tease. And then additionally, Undisputed Era had to retreat because they couldn't handle the two monsters of, you know, Dominic and Keith Lee and Champa, and Finn Balor kind of toiling away like his own little entity. And the night basically got to end with Champa you know, making eyes at Goldie. And the crowd really popped for that uh, interaction. Just Champa holding the belt. Like, it's it's a modern-day Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. That's how much the people love this <laughs> wedding. They can't wait to see those two get back together again at an NXT TakeOver. Um, the one, the one kind of weird thing is they keep sort of teasing a surprise tag team partner but not really like Keith Lee and Champa earlier in the night had said you know we're looking for a third buddy 
And then they were just like, oh, yeah, it's going to be Dijakovic because he's our like our friend now. And then he just kind of showed up. You ready to go to war again? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> so they were at war games. I get it. <laughs> but um, after that, Matt, I don't know if you saw, but William Regal said, war games. No, he came out and he said, take over. <laughs> Uh, he <laughs> declared that uh, Balor, Keith Lee, and Daddy Tommaso are gonna do do a three way to see who fights uh, nice. Adam Cole. Oh, oh okay, uh, for that. the NXT Championship. <laughs> uh, they, they like to call those triple threats. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? He said a three way. <laughs> they're doing a three way. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> they're all gonna be blowing each other. First guy. <laughs> <laughs> first guy to finish loses oh uh, okay uh i was gonna say first guy to finish so you're just <laughs> yeah you don't want a 10 second match you gotta try to hold it in oh ah! wait so wait if so then the last guy gets <laughs> let me just paint this picture for everybody last guy to do it maybe not even to do it gets the title shot right he'll be so excited he'll be able so, to do himself so basically if they're doing like this weird continuous <laughs> 69, they're all feverishly <laughs> trying to get somebody else <laughs> to lose this yeah. three way. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, oh, so yeah, in the big three way, <laughs> my favorite part of the declaration yeah. was that uh, Finn Balor was not ready for the news um, because Regal came out and he's like, we're going to have a three-way. It's going to be Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, and Keith Lee. And the camera cut to each person when the news came out. And when it it was lingering on Finn Balor, and <laughs> they said, Keith Lee's going to be in it. And Finn was like, his face was just kind of relaxed. Like, hmm. <laughs> like he was looking at what Keith Lee's reaction was going to be. And then you could see some guy go, React. You're on camera four, and you could see him like go from uh-huh. like a flat expression to like, <laughs> man, no wonder he got sent down to NXT. <laughs> he just needs a little seasoning, Matt. Uh, <laughs> it was my favorite thing of the night. It made me laugh so hard because, uh, God, what, who, oh man, what, car- what cartoon was that? Oh, it's uh, Avengers. We're we're going somewhere dangerous, so we we might need to, you know, let's see your your scary faces. And uh, Mantis was like, Arr. like that's what Finn Balor looked like from Avengers: Infinity War. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that match. Uh, I would be shocked if they didn't give it to Keith Lee because he's on a Vince McMahon rocket ship right now, pushing up to the mood. Matt, that was my top moment. Woo! How much time we at? Um, shit. We're way over an hour, but, uh, <laughs> all right, let's call it a wrap. Uh, I had fun. I'm excited to see what becomes of my <laughs> poor Finn Balor and his <laughs> acting chops. And I'm excited <laughs> to see, honestly, the NXT women's division, uh, because it, it feels like they really have, um, uh, a lot of stars that I will sit down and watch. Uh, but unfortunately, next week I get the AEW assignment, and Matt, you will be in NXT Heaven. 
Uh, but I'm sure that, as usual, AEW will have some crazy moment that you won't get to see. Yep. So there you go. And uh, that does mean I'm not going to miss the big AEW championship match between Jungle Boy and Chris Jericho. I'm going to see the, the, the crowning of Luchasaurus when it comes <laughs> to the aid. I can't wait. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, everybody, check us out at BODpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. Go find us at Twitter at BOD podcast and Instagram at brothers underscore of underscore discussion and subscribe, uh, rate and review the podcast on Apple, Google play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in everybody and have a good week. Bye.